up there among the top learnings of the pandemic, and it is a competitive field, has been a new sense of the unsteady nature of scientific knowledge. But even before the chicanes of health advice, there are other problems with science, how it's performed and how it's disseminated, problems which psychologist Stuart Ritchie has been tracking for many years. Ritchie published science fictions in 2020 and has recently updated that book's tale of science's sins of action and omission with a look at how the practice fared in the pandemic. His own journey into meta-science began when he attempted to verify a strange experimental finding in his own area, as he told Culture File. There's one uh, experiment that uh, you see a list of words on the screen, so just fairly boring words, mountain, weekend, oatmeal, whatever, and then you have to do a memory test. How many of those words can you remember? Then the computer selects half of the words and shows you them again, and you never see the other half of the words again. And that's it. That's the end of the experiment. So what he claimed was that the words that the participants were about to see again were remembered better on the test. So it's a bit like studying for an exam, then sitting the exam, then going home and opening up your textbook again and studying after it, and that somehow going back in time to help you uh, uh, do better on the exam, which doesn't make any sense in uh, the standard laws of physics uh, because time you know, tends to march onward and doesn't go backwards. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, he claimed that this was the case. And in fact, you know, if you look at the setup of the experiment, if this, his results were real, it could only have been explained by uh, uh, psychic powers, if, you know, if, if this was really what you found. Even though it's an unusual finding, that passed the sniff test of peer review. Indeed, it got into a very prestigious journal, which uh, um, they do very good, you know, as, as good as, as good peer review as you get anywhere in the scientific literature. And it got lots of media attention and so on, and time traveling uh, effects and all this sort of stuff, and psychology proves psychic powers and so on. It was, it was all over the news. So we thought we would run a replication study. So we ran exactly the same experiment again with the same words, the same uh, setup with our undergraduates at the University of Edinburgh and also at Goldsmiths in Hertfordshire as well. I did some some collaborators there who did who did uh, the same uh, study. So we actually had three times the sample size and we found nothing. So we found no psychic effects whatsoever, um, as you might expect if you you know accept the laws of physics. And, and that's all that's all good, right? Someone publishes a, an effect, someone comes along and tries to replicate it. We try to send our paper reporting our failed replication to the same journal that he had sent, uh, uh, that he had published his findings in. And they said, no, we're rejecting your paper. We're not even going to consider it for sending out for peer review because we just never publish replication studies ever. We're not interested in positive replication studies. We're not interested in negative replication studies. We just never publish replications. And we thought this was uh, uh, you know, a really bad example of how the scientific literature can be distorted because, you know, the journal is interested in publishing the really exciting, flashy findings, but is not interested in someone coming along and checking whether those flashy findings are correct or not. And, you know, I'm not saying, by the way, that uh, we think these results were, were fraudulent or anything like that. It's just they might have been mistaken in some way. And there's various different uh, explanations for how those results could have come about, even without fraud and without the actual existence of psychic powers. But, you know, it's meant to be the case that someone, that, that the scientific literature corrects itself, right? But if you're uh, telling people don't do any replication studies, 
where's the incentive to do that self-correction? That, for you, kind of pointed out that there was what you call a reproducibility crisis, that the, when when new information arrives and it makes a splash and people are interested in it, that, that gets plenty of coverage, both in, in science publishing and outside of it, but that in terms of the other basic uh, leg of the scientific process, is it reproducible, there was a huge crisis in that, that, that not only were they not being published, these kind of studies, they weren't being done. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole system seemed to be set up to disincentivize people to do replications because not only are you told that we're not interested in replication studies, but you're also being told, sometimes explicitly, sometimes implicitly, that what you should be doing is finding out cool new things all the time, finding out flashy, exciting new uh, uh, results that can get into the top journals and will get you get you lots of prestige and 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 and, uh, and attention and you know maybe maybe even fame eventually in the wh- whether within the scientific community or outside of it um and that's what your university wants as well they're going to help you write a press release to put your result out into the world and so on. no one's no university or, or very few is going to be interested in writing a press release to publicize a you know someone saying well i did the same experiment as somebody else and i found you know the same result you know that's that's uh, that's not what's flashy that's not what's exciting and at that point psychologists started looking in much more detail they started digging into the previous literature and saying can we rely on this all the stuff that we have in the textbooks that we teach to new generations of students every year if we ran the same experiment now, would we find the same result? Or is this just a fluke? Um, or in some cases, is it actually, you know, it never happened to begin with. It was a fraudulent result. So this is where this whole replication crisis thing started about 2011, 2012. You know, it started to kind of seep out into other fields of science as well from psychology. So, you know, um, uh, economics had a similar thing. Neuroscience had a similar thing. Uh, you can see ecology and, you know, it, 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 it spreads out into other areas of research to the point where, you know, people, there's been prominent calls in lots and lots of different fields now for um, a, higher, a higher level of rigour to try and ensure the, the replicability of the results. Stuart Ritchie there, and we'll have the second part of that interview next time.